Welcome to This is the Good Part, a podcast where we can have some girl time, talk about how to have confidence and influence as women of all ages in our lives, homes, and relationships. It's not always easy, and we can feel unqualified, but Jesus just calls us to choose the good part, which is sitting at his feet and learning his ways. I'm Megan, and joining me today is Pastor Jessica and special guest, Pastor Tara. Pastor Tara. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on the mic room, but I was like, do they know I'm going to go this way today? Uh, Yeah, and we're talking about discipleship and what it means to be a disciple, following up on last week's episode on obedience, because this is kind of the, like, one of the natural next steps, Yeah, I guess. We're sort of, we're taking topics that maybe um, you have, like, an association with that word or an understanding of that word. And um, really just breaking it down and looking at it from a biblical lens. So Love that. Yeah, it's crazy how like these topics are so intertwined and we didn't even like do it that way. We're like, wow, they all fit together. This is awesome. (laughs) One thing talks about another. Uh Yeah, you look up a verse for one and then the other ones are in that verse and you're like, oh, look at that. Uh I know. And then you like feel smart when really God's just like... I've been telling you this. Like, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> <ding dongs. laughs> oh, got it. So it's all connected mm-hmm. is what you're trying to tell me. Uh, I mean, and that's honestly what's so great about the Bible is from the beginning to the end, every single thing is connected and interwoven and purposeful. It's just like, yeah. it could never be random. It could never be made up. There's just no way. Like right. not when you really study Oh, for sure. It's crazy. Like this has nothing to do with discipleship. But this morning I was reading, I've been in the Old Testament for like five months and I'm like, I just, I want to go chill with Jesus. I'm going to hop over to the New Testament for a little bit. And he goes out to the wilderness to fast for 40 days. And I was reading this Devo on it and it started talking about the parallels to the Israelites being in the wilderness in Exodus. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm back in Exodus. Still can't get out of the Old Testament. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd never realized there's so many parallels there. Mm. There's parallels all over the Bible. For sure. Blows my mind every day. Have you seen the, um, it's like a graph or a graphic where it... I don't even know how to explain this. It was kind of like little lines, little rainbow lines, drawing from every reference, every scripture reference yeah. back mm-hmm. and forth. And I love that picture. I do too, because it's, that like builds my faith, yes, honestly. There's no coincidence. There's no accident. Nobody, no author could have planned it so well. I right? know. Yeah. And then across hundreds of years. Yeah. Like it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Like, you know, you read a book and there's always plot holes. There's always something, mm-hmm. but there's no plot holes in the Bible. Nope. That is so true. So true. So yeah, today talking about discipleship and I'm really glad, Pastor Tara, that you're on because um, you help with like Catalyst and help with Pastor Jessica, honestly, discipling kids. And I know we're going to talk more about that mm-hmm. later, but um, there's a lot more that you do like Alpha and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But it's all discipleship. It is. It is mm-hmm. all discipleship. So it's discipleship from newborns because mm-hmm. you can start that young through high school and then even into adulthood, like with Alpha. Totally. And that's such an amazing discipleship um, platform. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about Alpha much on this show. Um, what are some like of your takeaways on that note, like in the discipleship vein of Alpha? Alpha is such a great um, opportunity to come with questions, which Mm -hmm. I think is a big part of your discipleship journey Mm -hmm. is to coming alongside somebody that 
that's a li- like one step ahead of you at least yes. that you can go to with these questions and they can help you grow in your faith. And Alpha just gives you that opportunity over like a 10-week course yeah. of learning more and diving in deeper, but then having that safe space to ask those questions. Yeah. I love that you said just one step ahead Mm -hmm. because really that's all you have to be is just one step ahead. I know some people are afraid of discipleship because they're like, I don't, I don't know enough. Yeah. But really it's just that one step ahead. Yeah. And you don't have to go looking for, I think this is probably what I used to think is like, you have to go find the most experienced, wise Mm -hmm. person. Well, that can feel really intimidating. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't count yourself, you know, anywhere near that level. So that's not necessarily what the, what the motto is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just telling the girls, I found these, like I was scrolling through my camera roll this morning and just being reminded of myself at a younger age, like Mm. now maybe eight-ish plus years ago and remembering how like I thought I knew stuff or like kind of thought that I had it figured out. And I mean, not like that I was super arrogant or anything like that, but I was just like, I mean, I'm okay. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I go to church and like, I'm starting to understand stuff. Like I'm doing good. And, but now I look back and I'm like, man, you were young. You were inexperienced. You just, Mm -hmm. you didn't know. And I mean, the truth is you just, you don't know what you don't know. For sure. I like to think of it like, you know, we talk about spiritual infancy, mm-hmm. like still needing the milk, you know, and then you yeah. become like a spiritual toddler who, you know, they, yeah. they do it by themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, you become a toddler and you think you know everything right. and you can do everything by you yourself. you can have fruit snacks now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you don't know what you don't know. Totally. And you're not even like not even smart enough to know that you don't know things. Oh, that's good. What did you say about being embarrassed? Oh, yeah. Somebody once told me, because I I was talking about like, oh, cringe, you know, when your Facebook memories come up and you just want (laughs) to die. And somebody told me, if you're not embarrassed about what you did a year ago, you're not growing enough. Yeah, that's good. That made me feel a lot of comfort because I'm like, good, because I'm real embarrassed. (laughs) A lot of growing. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, okay, so let's start off with our scripture today. It is Mark three thirteen through 15, Pastor Jessica. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. So good. We're back, back to, to week the, one. Back, back to, to the, authority. There, <laughs> there it is. I know as we're talking uh, and like getting prepped, like all the things that we've been talking about are all within these scriptures. So yeah, you just, you know, Jesus wasn't random. He wasn't saying a bunch of stuff just to say it. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 28, 18. I, this is the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And the Great Commission is, hey, I got to go. I'm leaving you with one final thing you have to do. Like when you leave the kids at home, you're like, don't forget to take out the chicken (laughs) at like two. So it's thawed and then they don't, right? And you're like, seriously. Uh, It's like, this is the last thing I'm telling you to do before I have to go. And Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey Everything I have commanded you. Mm. So we talked just about that one thing. Just that one thing. Week. Yep. <laughs> so here's the authority. Here's the obedience. And now we're looking at that word disciple. Mm. So 
what can we like learn just from looking back on the disciples in the Bible? My goodness. They, like when you look at them and you, I think about what do I remember them for? Mm -hmm. Like they were a mess. Yeah, (laughs) they were. (laughs) They were a mess. I love that the chosen has helped us like see that. Yeah. 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 Like they were just teachable. They wanted to learn. Yep. And I feel like God felt like he was surrounded by toddlers because they were always like, but why? Yeah. (laughs) But why? You know, that when I look at examples of disciples and disciplers, you think about Jesus and his 12 disciples and looking at those relationships and man, it really was like he was being followed around by a bunch of toddlers, which is comforting. Right. Because I'm, uh, that's how I feel sometimes. Right. But why? Yeah. But gosh, he was so patient. And it reminds me of like, you know, a, a, like he would tell stories, you know, taught through stories and just patience and guiding. And sometimes he would get a little grumpy. And yeah, <laughs> true. But yeah. What do you think, Pastor Tara? Yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate example, mm-hmm. right? With And with who he picked. So like they were chosen. So typically back that day, if you wanted to follow a rabbi, you would go and you would ask to yes. follow that rabbi. But Jesus, like so much of what he does, he flipped it. So like he's got that upside down economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he flipped it and he chose them. And so for me to sit and look at that and be like, oh, if he can choose people that are broken mm-hmm. and have issues and baggage and like that's such a comfort to me to know that like in all my mess and all my yuck that I can still be used by God because, hey, like they could use it. Jesus used a tax collector and right. a fisherman and all these people yeah. that had their own stuff. So why would my stuff disqualify me? Totally. Yeah, I love that he chose like the the random Joes yeah. off the street kind mm-hmm. of, you know? And <laughs> yeah, it is like there's something really comforting about that. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to be perfect or be polished in order yeah. to follow Jesus. Like to he, already know all exactly. the things. He like yeah. takes you rough and he's like, I'm the refiner. Mm-hmm. You just need to come come mm-hmm. into my space and like let me take care of you. Um so some of the qualities of the disciples when we look back at scripture, there's a couple that we were chatting about. Um but one of the first ones and Jessica, you were talking about it, is ask questions to learn. They ask questions constantly, totally like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 mom, mom, you know? <laughs> like they just wanted to know, they wanted to know and they wanted to know more. Not because they were questioning God, but because they wanted to learn and grow. And there's such a big difference between those two things. I love it because it makes me feel good about my questions. Mm-hmm. Like there's still things I don't know, that you have to lean into your faith that I know I can still ask God questions and there's going to be some sort of teaching coming along. Yeah, for sure. I just love that. Um, and like they just did life together. Like that's such a cool thing to think about doing life and discipling through doing life together. Yeah, A lot of that um, leading by example not necessarily always teaching, but just come along with me and watch what I do. Yeah. And I love questions because, so I love asking questions if I don't know the answer, but I also love when people come to me and ask me questions and I Mm. don't know the answer because then I'm like, 
I need to go and figure this out so that I can help you. But I'm also, I have learned so much by people coming to me and me like being honest and be like, I have yeah. no idea. Right. But that's a great question. Let me research that and I'll get back to you with an answer. So I think that for me kind of comes back to when we are disciple making that we don't just that one step ahead. Like I'm not going to know all the answers yes. to your point. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that I'll never know the answers to until I get to heaven. I can ask those questions. Mm. But like if I have the opportunity and I don't know, I'm going to do the research and try to figure out an answer for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a lot of weight behind what you're saying because um, you're pastors, right? And like, I think people think, oh, pastors have to have it all together, have to know, have to understand the entire Bible and like forward and back. Yeah. (laughs) Or like they'll come up with like the hardest question, like like the deepest mystery of the Lord and come to you and be like, what does this mean? You're like, I don't don't know. I don't know if anyone knows except for God, you know? Yeah. I had a I had fourth and fifth grade boys this weekend in <laughs> oh, that's our <laughs> kids' ministry. And I we were talking about having questions. And like having questions is okay as long as you're confident in God. And mm-hmm. I opened it up to them and I was like, so who has questions? Like, what are your questions? And one kid looked at me and he goes, if God created everything, who created God? I was like, all right. Well, that's okay. a fantastic question. <laughs> we're that, start here. Yeah, that is definitely a question. That, that's where we're going. Not, like we're not going with like dinosaurs or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody amazing. once asked me, they're like, what do you think about what Isaiah 23 says? And that was it. And I was like, can you remind me of that one? Because I actually don't have the whole Bible memorized. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just like look through the index of my brain right now. <laughs> the Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, you're just scrolling through. Here we are. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely do not have the whole Bible memorized. But no. yeah, I think the biggest thing is, are you asking questions to learn and to grow? Because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't understand this. And like, I want to. Or are you like, okay, but really God, mm. If you said this and you mm. and you're like you're questioning him, his character, mm-hmm. you know, like you're you're looking for the whole, yeah, essentially. So that's the difference between asking God questions and questioning God. Yeah, what is your heart mm. in the questions? That's good because we know those disciples they asked a lot of questions. And yeah, in a way, again, it's comforting. You don't need to have it all figured out, and you don't. First of all, you don't need to have it all figured out to be a disciple, but you Mm -hmm. also don't need to have it all figured out to be a disciple maker. Mm -hmm. So questions, questions are a good thing. But the next part of this is another quality of the disciple is that they're obedient. They Mm -hmm. listen to God because he was their Lord, their Messiah, their teacher, their rabbi, right? And so they were fixated on the things that he said and they obeyed them because uh, they loved him and he loved them. So they had that relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, I love the scripture. So it's John 8, 31. I did not have that memorized. I had it written down. (laughs) Uh, It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Oh, If you hold to my teaching, which um, King James version says, um, if you abide in my word. Mm. I love that because it's like, if you live in my word, if you dwell in my word, if you wait in my word, you are really my disciples. Yes. And there's that word, 
Like that's obedience. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you are obedient, you are really my disciple. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's like, again, when you tell your kids to do something or, um, you know, when a parent told you to do something, and I think it's easier now to look back as adults and, and look at those situations through an adult lens and try not to remember it through your kid lens. Mm. Because I can definitely be guilty of that, of like remembering when my parents told me to do something and I go back to like 12-year-old Megan mm-hmm. and I feel it as 12-year-old Megan and I'm like, I didn't like that and da 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 But now as an adult, okay, but, but let me look at that a little bit differently mm. and, and stand next to them instead of under them and like think as they thought. And you realize that those those commands, those teachings, they weren't to punish you, they weren't to hurt you, but they were to help grow you, right? In in a lot of times, parents will say like, I'm just doing my best because maybe they didn't know any better even. So if you didn't receive that instruction as a kid, hopefully you can kind of take some of that. But but God isn't God isn't necessarily like your parents, right? Like his commands, they're perfect mm-hmm. and his love is perfect. And so his commands are only to help grow us, to help protect us. I mean, and more. Like what's your experience yeah. with obedience, Sarah? So I, it reminds me of a situation I just had with my son. He's nine. And I had asked him to do something and he was doing it, but then he was doing more or that he should have been doing. <laughs> mm, so I asked him good. to feed the dogs and he um, then started to tell his little sister something that she needed to be doing. She got angry and in her five-year-old self kicked him. And so then he was crying. He got hurt. And I used that as an opportunity to explain to him, like, mom and dad don't tell you to do things or ask you not to do things because we're trying to not be fun. Like, we're doing it to protect you, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritually. Like, we're telling you no for a reason. It's Mm. not just because we don't want you to have a good time. Like, these are there for your protection. If you would have just done what I asked you to do, you wouldn't have been in a situation where you ended up getting hurt. And I feel like God looks at us so much. Like, if you would have just listened and obeyed what I asked you to do or what I asked you not to do, you wouldn't be in this space where you ended up getting hurt. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> because he he wants to know us and yeah. um, have that that intimacy, that friendship with us. And he says, like, if, if you too want to have this because I so desperately want to have it with yeah. you, obey my commands. Like, that's yep. the quickest and really the only way to come to my, straight to my heart. Right. And I was just listening to a podcast about this this morning. So I was like, oh, it's funny. We're talking about this. But um, yeah, I think that like that that hit me. You know, do you do you come to God with, you know, what lens are you coming to him with mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, God's just telling me to do things because I don't know, just to punish me or make me do stuff. That's you don't have to do things for God because. God said so. Like, there's always a point. There's always a reason. Um, And I think when you look through Scripture and you read Scripture and you see the times where God was commanding people to do certain things, you almost always see the reason, right? Mm -hmm. Or it becomes apparent (laughs) shortly thereafter, either in their disobedience or their obedience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny when you see the whole story because I'll read Adam and Eve, you know, the story and Eve's eating the apple and I'm like, don't do it! Yeah. (laughs) 
But then you see, like, you put yourself, you can place that story over other places in your life and you can see yourself doing the exact same thing. It's true. Yeah, God's like, don't do it. Uh, (laughs) Israelites in the wilderness and you're like, if you would have just listened. And they're like, oh, well, Tara, if you would have just listened. Like, they're doing what you do Uh, all the time. You're wandering, you know. Absolutely. Um, Okay, another quality of a disciple is that they're honoring. Do you bring honor to... To Jesus. I always love thinking about this. Um, Do you take time out of your day to bless the Lord? Mm. Do you bless him in your actions, in your thoughts, um, in your worship? Like we wait and we want to receive everything, but um, I think Pastor Sunny said this week, she's like, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. Like we're not... The main character. We're not the main character. Oh my gosh, that's so convicting. So good. Yeah. And it's our human nature, right, to want to. But like, do you do you think about bringing honor back to God? And I think um, we can see the disciples learning to do that, not mm-hmm. always like doing it great, right? And we're not always going to do it great. Mm-hmm. Think of Peter and like the, um, you know, when the crow caws and he denies Jesus three times, right? It's like, ah, oh, you didn't bring any honor to your Lord. There was an opportunity in and you didn't, mm-hmm. but then Jesus still is going to redeem it and yeah. use it. Yeah. With the honor thing, like I think about who do I want to disciple me? And I want somebody to disciple me who I can see is imitating God. So am I imitating God in my life, honoring God, glorifying God in my life that somebody else would look at me and say like, I want to learn what she's doing. Mm. Yeah. Like who are you imitating mm. in your good. discipleship? Yeah. Yeah, super good. Uh, And so you kind of have to start off as a disciple before you can really move on to the next step, which is disciple maker. So uh, how to be a disciple? Again, be obedient. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love, love, obey, serve. Mm, Right? Sounds familiar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't look at you like, wait, I didn't get that out of the order, right? (laughs) Love, obey, serve. And then you know that you are truly... His disciples, Jesus would say so, right? Um, so now what's the next thing? That Great Commission thing we were mm. talking about where he says, okay, so now go. I, you studied, you asked a lot of questions. You still don't know everything and you're still kind of a toddler, but, and you're cute, but it's time for you to go and, and make some more disciples mm-hmm. because that's your job now. Uh, so who surrounds you that you can start off? Like, let's just start off there. I think who's already in your circle and your- Yeah, well, I think you can see- who has God placed in your life? Yes. Like you're not going to have to go out and search for somebody. Like you're not going to put up a wanted ad. <laughs> wanted. Please disciple me. <laughs> or, or come be discipled by yeah, me. Yeah. I'm looking for a disciple to follow Megan. <laughs> With like the tear off like numbers on it. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it goes. Uh, yeah, God's already positioned and placed you in a place of influence. So mm-hmm. um we talk about that here a little bit. We call it our circle of five. Yeah. Um, and that's different from your top five, which yes. you were talking about a little bit. Okay, explain that. So your five, um, number one being God, number two being yourself, three, your spouse, four, your kids, five, extended family. Um, I think you need to start discipling in that top five. Mm-hmm. If your home is a mess, you should probably take care of your home before you go looking for people to disciple. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Your kids your kids mm-hmm. should be some of your top disciples if mm. you've got them, for sure. 
What is it? What does it look like to disciple your kids? Tara, how do you disciple your kids? How do I, I'm, I try to model the behavior mm. for them. So we pray um, and it's really cute because uh, Scarlett is like this little, I call her my little prayer warrior. It's Aww. adorable. She's five and I'm like, you pray better than I pray. Like, <laughs> yeah. How are you so good at this Aww. already? But it's something that we've been modeling. And then mm-hmm. like with Emmett, I it's a bit of a, more of a struggle with him. I feel like he doesn't want to like vocalize his mm-hmm. feelings. He's at that yeah. age now. He's tough and like yeah. we don't talk about that stuff. And you know, so for him, it's mm-hmm. modeling that. So I'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, I'm gonna pray, and then I just want you to talk to God. Like, yeah, like this is all it is. So, and then Bible time, and you know what we listen to, things like that. That I'm just I'm trying to be Jesus to right. show them mm-hmm. how you know to show them how they can be, and then talking to with them about like how did you handle this situation at school right. or with friends and. Just how can they be Jesus to other people as well? That reminds me of, um, I was telling some of the girls like, you know when you're in the car and you have your life church like sweatshirt on (laughs) and then he accidentally cut someone off or purposely cut him off, I don't know. And you're just like, oh, and I have the church sweatshirt on and you're kind of like, I'm glad I the bumper bumper sticker. sticker. Yeah. Like it, it, you should be held to a higher standard mm-hmm. <laughs> in your actions and you should kind of catch yourself like, don't yeah. say that, yeah. you know? And yeah, once your kids get to that age, suddenly it's like, okay, we better not swear anymore because mm-hmm. kids could, they could copy us, right? And it's like, well, you probably shouldn't have been swearing before, but if this is what it takes, yeah, I guess, right. for you to hold yourself accountable, right? But that's the thing. Kids are such imitators. Mm-hmm. So what are they seeing? What are they hearing that they're going to imitate Um, I love, like you said, modeling. I think that's so important because, you know, kids get to an age where they, they don't want to be taught anything. Right. But like what they see you doing is going to hold a lot of weight to them. Mm, That's so true. I mean, actions speak louder than words and, um, Jesus says so, right? He's Mm -hmm. like, when the people cry out, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy and do all this stuff? He's like, yeah, but I didn't know you because you weren't obedient. Like you did not do my commands. You did your things. Mm -hmm. And so that, that, really hold significance. Your kids are going to see you being obedient. They're going to see you being in your word, praying. And um, I think, yeah, that will just have like a lasting impact. It's like the scripture, uh, train up a child in the way Mm. that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. It's just like, now you've created something that's a part of who they are. Maybe Mm -hmm. when they don't even, when they have those questions and when they don't know, it's something that they can return to because it's solid. Because mom always prayed and I know what it got her through. So so maybe it could get Mm -hmm. me through that too, right? Yeah. I was super convicted the other day because um, my kids walked in the room and I was like, oh no, you can't be in here. I'm watching, you know, a mommy show, which is like, you know, there was some swearing or something, but I I was just like super convicted. And I was like, "Mm, if you, if your kids, if you don't want your kids walking in the room while while you're watching something or listening something, Mm. like, should you be doing it at all? It's like our conversation last week, right? Like Steph got convicted (laughs) mid-show. Just like, I never (laughs) can watch a show again. And oh yeah, what we're putting in comes Comes out. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Jessica, about that too. (laughs) What are other ways that we can disciple our kids? I just like to ask my kids questions. So my kids are 13 and 11. And, you know, when I think about 
their age, I try to not put my experiences on top of theirs. Like me being 13 isn't going to be the same as my daughter being 13. That's so good. So like, what is it actually like to be a 13 year old right now? Because there's so many things that are different. I didn't have social media or a phone or, you know, all the things that they're exposed to. So just really giving her space to talk and ask questions. That's good. And then being willing to listen to the answer. Yeah. And I think that's hard because, you know, you hear something that they say and you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I got to correct that. I got to have her not say that. Oh, she can't do that. She can't hang out with that person anymore. She can't have that mindset, (laughs) you know, like, no, 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 you're wrong. And that, you know, if you jump to that, they're eventually going to shut down Mm -hmm. and stop talking to you because they're like, I already know what mom's going to say and it's just not even worth me bringing it up. Yeah. So just really giving them space to talk and kind of um, work situations out without, you know, you can kind of guide kids where you want them to go without telling them where they're going, you know? You can be like, (laughs) oh, so what do you think, you know, kind of guide them instead of teaching all the time. Right. Like, nope, you can't. Okay, well, you're definitely not going to hang out with that person. And I'm telling you because I'm saying so. And yeah, they're going to like, there won't be relationship in that, right? Like you're taking that listening element away, which is so important um, just for anyone and anyone you're discipling too. Like if you're meeting up with a friend for coffee, are you talking more than you're listening? Mm Mm-hmm okay, maybe there's a problem here. Because if you're coming into it with a mindset of, I really want to help them and like help them grow on their Jesus journey, they don't want to hear a monologue from you. Mm -hmm. They want you to help them through what they're going through, right? So yeah, just slow down and and open up your ears. Yeah. I just think of like if my daughter comes to me or even with a situation, even like a friend, you know, Um, looking for answers. Like um, my daughter would say, you know, somebody's posting this on social media. A friend would say like, I'm living with my boyfriend. You know, if you shut that down and start shoving scripture and all that, it's gonna, they're gonna just get better at hiding it. Yes, that's true. And so another way to disciple is to teach. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about why scripture says what it says about, you know, what the, yes, what the word of God says, but not in a, God says you have to do this so you can't live with your boyfriend because God said so. It's like, okay, but but teach to understand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and allow them to ask those questions like the disciples did. And a lot of times they're really dumb, <laughs> dumb questions, but like, let it happen. And that's just a natural, that's the growth of a human. That's just how we are, right? Yeah. How do you teach your kids, Tara? Um, reading, I mean, from the Bible, so yeah. we, I'll read from the Bible for them. Um, we do devotionals. Um, you know, the we've got the memory verse from mm. kids. So we're yeah. always working on that. Um, but it's just getting into the word. And then where yeah. can we, how can we apply that? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just in everyday situations and as things come up, you know, we, we treat each other how you want to be treated. Mm. I feel like with kids, that's one that like you just like, you be the dead horse over that one over yeah. and over again. But it's so, I mean, it's so critical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like how can we take what we just read and apply it mm-hmm. to our lives? Because it does like hold true still today. Oh, yeah, totally. That made me think of my son is two and he's a typical 
two-year-olds, you know, like wild and, and <laughs> free, um, does not really comprehend like rules and boundaries, but he's starting to. Mm. And it's just been this process of like us doing some of the same things over and over because we're like, no, we we need to hold these like these boundaries and these lines. And um, slowly seeing like him learn and listen and like, understand too, I think has been the biggest thing. So I'm like texting my mom last night, like, yeah, Rose has actually been doing really good. Like he's listening a lot better. He's not bolting in the street. Like he has to take my hand before we cross the road. Like things that I've been slowly putting into him and you start to finally see the fruit. And it's like, okay, this wasn't for nothing. So if you're in that season of like, but, but you don't understand my teenager gets in the car and the questions and oh my God, Take a deep breath. Like mm-hmm. keep doing all the right things. Keep modeling, keep training, keep teaching. It's it's not for nothing. And if you're planting seeds now, mm. you don't you don't get to reap the harvest the next day. Right. So it's going to take time and yeah, process and there will be some like pain and and growth in there too. It's a little bit of a wilderness mm. in the waiting. But yeah, that's, you know, there's that time where, like you said, you plant the seed, you know, just like any seed, you don't go back the next day and there's, you know, your cucumbers or right, whatever right. you planted. I suddenly couldn't think of anything you planned. <laughs> you got veggie tails. <laughs> there's Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we keep coming back to veggie tails a lot lately. Don't Sorry, know why. Sorry, yeah. faster. Yeah, um. faster. I guess that's why. Ooh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, a couple other things on our list. And, you know, we've been asked this question before. Like, how do, how do I disciple my kids? And I think this is just such a great, a great place to start because all of these things are applicable to really anyone else mm-hmm. that you're yes. discipling. Yeah. I mean, it's going to look different based on age and, and level of maturity and stuff like that, but um, they're all relevant. So um, we've gone through teach and, and train, which is like teaching them how to pray and how to worship, kind of modeling all that stuff. But then um, I like when you have on here, Jessica, it's serve or sorry, mm. include, but serve with your kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has been a great way. Actually, um, my whole family, we serve together. You know, we try to do it all at the same time, me, my husband, and my two kids. Like, we're all in kids' ministry in different areas. But it's such a cool way to um, just get them involved in seeing the process of discipling. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. And, you know, it kind of puts them in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. And when you, you know, when you make kids a leader, there's— they suddenly get it a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, stand up a little straighter. Yeah, yeah. there's that, yeah. Um, you know, just responsibility and like, oh, I am, I'm mature, yeah. you know? Right. And they, Which is good. And then they realize, oh, I have to model things yes. for these kids now. Um, I think serving with your kids is a great way to just help them grow in their, in their journey. Yeah, definitely. And, um, whether it's in church or even out of church too, because I've had um, with my son, like I've gotten him involved. Last summer we did a activity where we um, helped feed our some of the homeless mm. in our community on Tuesday evenings. We would provide a meal for them and then um, just like fellowship with them. So like that was a huge thing for him because it was teaching him that like, 
yes, there's people that are disadvantaged and they're struggling and they have this need. Like, mm-hmm. and so for him to be able to see that, but then also like play bingo with them and yeah. just have activities with them to see that they are people too that yes. have a story. And um, so like, but it was, he was hesitant at first, but then by the time this summer was done, he like was fully involved mm. in it. And there was that pride there. There was yes. that, you know, standing up straighter, like you were saying, mm-hmm. there was that responsibility. But then it was also, well, what are we going to do next? Yeah. Or when the next volunteer opportunity came up, it was, can I get involved in this? Mm. Um, so just like, there's that excitement then too, that it's not just us serving and dragging them along. Mm-hmm. Like totally. Serving with them. Yeah. yeah. I want to say there's a difference between sending your kids to serve somewhere and serving with them. Yeah. Like there's that extra step when you're serving with them. Like you're doing an experience together. They see you modeling it. Like it's a really special thing to serve with your kids and with your yeah. family. That's amazing. Um, last thing here is discipline. Well, I'm kind of Yeah, we touched on it a little bit. You talked about it. You know, there's the soft boundaries that you, you know, you can place boundaries without them really knowing it's a boundary. Like you were saying, holding his hand. Now he knows that's something he has to do and he wants to do it. Yes. He's understanding the purpose Mm -hmm. behind it. Yeah. It's having the words of correction. You know, Jesus corrected people all the time. Yeah. And um, it can be done in a loving way. Absolutely. And then sometimes there's just natural consequences. Sometimes my kids do dumb things and I don't even have to punish them because <laughs> there was punishment enough in whatever yeah. it was they did. Right. You yeah. know, so just having those lines. Mm. But I think kids need to know what their boundaries are. Yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. And it just, that structure is reassuring. No matter how much they like want to, kids need something to push up against. It's like, that's actually how we learn and how we understand and how we grow. Like you need to know the lines. And again, that's why God's saying like, be obedient to this. He's giving you those those lines in the, in the framework to understand because it actually is reassuring for us. Yeah. It's like, uh, it only helps you. It doesn't hurt you. And he was very clear with what the lines are. You yep. know, there's, yeah. if you're looking for the gray line, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, I talked about this the other day. I remember Googling when I was a teenager, like, does the Bible actually say not to smoke weed? (laughs) (laughs) But like, if you're looking for that gray line, it's probably something you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, that's probably true, right? (laughs) Like, should I be, Jesus, should I be watching this show? Yeah, like if you have to Google it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although Google wasn't a thing. I definitely like asked Jeeves. Do you remember asked Jeeves? No. You you don't remember asked Jeeves? It was a search engine before Google. Like, Mm, like it was Yahoo or Ask Jeeves. Yahoo like or Ask Jeeves, yeah. Google not a thing. Yeah, but like if you're looking for the gray this. line in the Bible, you're, probably ask, you're probably asking the wrong question. Yeah. yeah, are you trying to be as minimally obedient as possible? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That just goes back to the podcast I was listening to this morning where she's like, you, you hold on to some of these things because you're like, but this is, God, you just don't understand. Like, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm kind of conservative. Like, I don't like to raise my hands in worship. So like, it's just not what I'm going to 
do or like um, praying out loud. Yeah, it's just not really my thing. I just, I don't, I'm not going to go there, right? And whether we're like consciously doing this, you know, as like a, defense mechanism or or trying to be disobedient or or we're just kind of oblivious, you know, and we don't really know it. And again, this is why it is so important to to look for that person because right now, I promise you, you don't know things. Mm-hmm. And maybe you feel like, but I do know and I got it, I kind of got it and whatever. Uh I bet you don't. There's a lot that you don't know, right? And there's a lot that you do know. And so you can impart that wisdom while also taking in wisdom yes. from from someone else. And I think you have to go up to someone and be like, hey, will you disciple me? Mm. Sometimes you have to do that. If you don't already have someone who's like naturally that person for you, you know, that you go to with questions or... Even just somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Where they're like, hey, I've noticed, you know, during worship, you're like stiff as a board. Like, you, you know? okay? You okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to pray for you, you yeah. know? Right. So, yeah, how do you find somebody to disciple you? Awesome question. I mean, like I said, I would start with who's who's around you, mm-hmm. first of all, and who's like a step or two ahead of you on, on the Jesus journey, mm-hmm. you know? Hopefully somebody that like, well, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say that like goes to church with you, not necessarily, but somebody who does probably go to church would be <laughs> a good start, right? But someone you know that you can have a good relationship with where you can bring stuff to them and get a lot of these things that like we've been talking about. Are they a good listener and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? But how would you go about it? I think it's it's somebody, you know, you're already kind of doing life with, you know, and you're just establishing that that new relationship, mm. you know, because it is a new relationship. Yeah. You're going to be held accountable. You're going to hear things you might not want to hear, things that are hard to hear. Yeah. Um, and you're really asking for them to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. So who are you already doing life with that you want to speak into your life? Yes, that's good. Yeah, or I look at it too, like um, who's who am I surrounded with that are doing things in different areas that I want to do. Like, so who's raising their kids in a way that I want to be able to raise my kids like that? So like, good. Or who has a really healthy marriage? Like, I want to, like, teach me. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like, yeah. what is, you know, what are your... Have you asked tricks? somebody that before? I haven't, no. Oh, I think you should. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a challenge. Uh, yeah, I mean, recently someone invited uh, myself and my husband to like be a part of essentially this. Like, hey, can we help disciple you Mm. in marriage and kids? I was like, yes. (laughs) Like, are you kidding? Um, Yes, please. And so I think, again, we as uh, Christians, as followers of Jesus, we understand the discipleship thing kind of, but but to step into that, to to step fully into, okay, I am a disciple, but now I'm a disciple maker. Mm -hmm. And to have that understanding, it, it takes away some of the awkwardness that we in our culture kind of we hold because mm-hmm. we're do it ourselves people we're figure it out get it done you know i don't need that but actually in the business world it's very common to have yeah. mentors or yeah. to have a life coach or someone who encourages you and is those steps ahead of you so so apply that principle to you and you're like well you know i'm stay at home mom and i don't really know reach out to us we'll help you like we'll help get you connected mm-hmm. right so so there's always a place to start. Like there's somewhere you can go and start and ask and just kind of start to do some digging. I love that. I think, um, you know, if you get asked to disciple someone, 
like you're obviously, you know, there's fruit in your life. That's good. That they're seeing and is worthy of being imitated. Yeah. So if you don't feel qualified, if you're being asked to to mentor somebody, you know, there's obviously some sort of fruit in your life. Yep. And they may not ask you as straightforward mm-hmm. as that. And again, that's why it's so important to listen to people. Mm-hmm. Because like, what? okay, what was the heart of that? Like I heard your question and I heard that there was like something you were needing, mm-hmm. right? Where they're like, yeah, my mom you know, she's not in the picture. My dad's not in the picture. And you can just tell where they're like, they they need someone and they're mm-hmm. trying to like kind of prod you and pry that from you. Are you a good enough listener to be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit is so good about this where he'll place people on your heart or on your mind. And you're like, I just feel like I need to reach out to that person or I've been thinking about them a lot today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, are you dutiful to like follow up, to reach out, be like, hey, I was thinking about you and I just want to know I'm I'm praying for you right now. Uh, Because that can literally change somebody's life. It's so powerful. That simple thing. Yeah, Yeah. the Holy Spirit nudges. Yes. I love that so much. Yep. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Luke 9, 23 says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, Mm. take up their cross, Mm. and follow me. I'll say when Jesus took up that cross, that did not look very fun. (laughs) (laughs) No. That was not a day of the beach. (laughs) It was heavy. We've had crosses built for like around the church and stuff. Those things are heavy. Like, yeah, especially if Nick builds it. Uh, Tara's husband's, yeah. It's going to be solid. It's like solid wood. (laughs) You didn't have to build it out of oak, okay? We could have just gone with some pine. Um, But yeah, it's, it's heavy. So what is that? How does that fit into the context of like, my burden is light, right? Mm, Which is what yeah. Jesus says. Denying yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm, what does that look like? Denying yourself <clears throat> is the taking up your cross. Yeah. Yeah. So it's dying to, to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Man, I just think like, it's not something that happens quick. No. Jesus, you know, on the cross, that was not a quick thing that happened. It was not a pleasant thing that happened. Mm. So dying to yourself is not going to be quick and it's not going to be pleasant. But his his the burden is light. His yoke is light. Mm. So I think it's, <clears throat> sorry, following those Holy Spirit nudges. What, what are you supposed to be removing from your life? Yep. What worldly thing are you carrying with you that you can't have in a relationship with God? Yeah, that's good. It's, it's not like all at once. And no. again, we've talked about this. It's the person who's um, living a life of sin, whatever. And they're like, I don't know if I can follow Jesus because I'd have to give up all this stuff. Is that what you're telling me? And they're like waiting for that answer. Mm-hmm. Jesus is like, just come, just mm-hmm. follow me. We'll take care. We're going to get to that. So like, let's just start with a relationship with yeah. you and I. Right? I mean, the verse itself, it says you have to um, take up your cross daily. Mm, it's every not day. take up your cross once and it's all going to be okay yep. and better and everything's going to be fixed. It's it's daily. Like yeah. there's going to be stuff. There's going to be, when you become a new Jesus person, there's probably some big stuff that needs to get taken care of. Yes. And then as you get further on your journey and there's that sanctification process, as you get more like Jesus, 
there's still going to be stuff, but it might be a little bit smaller, but it's something you're going to have to work on every single day. Like there's always going to, we're imperfect. We're always going to have sin. It's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. like, that's just, it's not just pick up your cross once. Mm -hmm. Nope. Every morning, pick it up. Mm -hmm. Mm. There's this quote that I heard. um, It says, every sin comes from a belief that disobeying God will produce a happier outcome than obeying God. That'll preach. And so like, that's what I, I try to think about when there's things in my life I don't want to give up. I'm like, am I holding on to this because I trust that this will give me a happier outcome than yeah. obeying God? Yeah. That I'm believing this promise over God's promise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like God, again, I, I'm choosing to do this because this is just, if, you know, God, this is just who I am. Like, this is just a part of me. Like, you being know, this is what I self. know. I'm being myself. Yeah, it's like, uh, you just got to let some of that stuff go. And yes, it is daily. Yeah. So if you read on to verse 24 from in Luke 9, it says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. Mm. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will mm. save it. So all those things were like, but, but. But I need it. But I need it. But it's hard. But it's not that bad. It's, you know, so... The yeah, consequences yeah. are severe. Yeah. <laughs> They're large. They are. And uh, yeah, it's why it's so important. And again, that's, I think that puts the the pressure a little bit on like, why do we disciple? Because a lot of us are like, but it's easier for me to not. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of an introvert or mm. um, I just want to be at home with, you know, my family and like my chickens and <laughs> Lake house and whatever you do. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, yeah. it, it totally is. <laughs> so I think it's funny that Jesus calls us to step even out mm. of our comfort zone, even for someone who's an extrovert. I, it, discipling has to come from a place of vulnerability, mm. which is what we're going to talk about next week. And so diving more into that, I'm like, why, but why is this so hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right? But there is so much importance. There's so much fruit. There's so much growth. There's so much goodness that comes out of discipling. And I think that, you know, that's what that's what Jesus was intending and meant for all along. Like we see it with him and what he's doing with his disciples, how they grow. And ultimately we're just pushing the, the message and the good news of Jesus farther and farther. Growing the kingdom. Growing the kingdom. So yeah, this was an awesome conversation on discipleship, ladies. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you, Pastor Tara, for being our special guest. Fill in for for Steph today. And thank you, Pastor Jessica, for bringing the word as always. We loved talking with you ladies and we can't wait to see you next week. Bye.